0: You're listening to the Life in Christ Church Podcast, your place for life-changing messages that will build your faith and propel your life. If you enjoyed today's message, why don't you be a blessing and share it with a friend? Wow, what a powerful time. All those people wanting to be baptized make a public declaration uh, of their faith. Romans 6, 3 and 4 says, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death we were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the father we Might walk in the newness of life. So, if you're not sure what baptism is, is them identifying with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Right when they go in the water, right they identify with his death and burial. When they come out, they identify with his resurrection. (laughs) And so, and so, really, that's what today is all about. Right? Resurrection Sunday. We call it Easter, but really it's Resurrection Sunday. Right? We're, 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 we're celebrating uh, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior. Friday we had a service. Uh, we call it Good Friday where we talked about uh, Jesus going to the cross. And I emphasize, you know, in the midst of, you know, he got beat he, with the cat-o'-nine-tails spit punched. Uh, just terrible. I mean, I, I, words can't even describe it. Just just terrible. And in, when he's on the cross, he utters these words, Father, forgive them, for they, they know not what they are doing. And so that 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 spoke to me. So if you if you didn't, if you weren't here, I want you to go back and listen to that because we emphasize love around here. And, and, and really the resurrection for me is just a reminder of wow, what, what what God did for me, sent Jesus for me. Where would I be without Jesus? I don't know about you, but Jesus found me in the pit of destruction. He found me in a place full of, I was full of despair, full of depression, full of full of bondage, addicted. Uh, I mean, going nowhere quick on a fast track to hell. And so around this time, I mean, it's always good to, to be aware of what God did for you, but around this time, it's, it's, it's like it becomes so real to me, and, and I've, I've really, uh, this weekend, have really been intentional about soaking in that reality of what Jesus did for me, he died for me, he didn't just die for everybody, he died for me, right, say Jesus, Jesus. died for me. A lot of people have a hard time believing that because of the things that you know they've done or or condemnation how I many you know once you're in Christ there is now no more condemnation And condemnation is a trap of the enemy. It'll keep you ensnared. It'll keep you bound. The devil wants wants to point out every failure that you've ever made, every mistake that you've ever made. But Jesus says, no, 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 don't identify with that sin. Identify, come on, with the resurrection. Identify with the power that lives on the inside of you. Right? Instead of becoming sin conscious, meaning always focusing on the mistake, focus on the, 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 the solution. Amen. The solution is Jesus. And if you'll put your faith in the solution, come on, you now will be able to come boldly before the throne room of God. You'll now have confidence when you pray. But if you allow condemnation to, to lay hold of you, you'll never have confidence to come before God. You, you, you barely even want to come to church because you feel so nasty. You feel so disgusting. That's a trick of the enemy. I like what Alan said. He said, he said I, I never heard this, but Pastor, I heard him say that you don't have to clean yourself up before you come to church. If you heard his testimony, he said, uh, I heard Pastor say, you don't have to clean yourself up to come. You come and Jesus and God will clean you up. He'll He'll do the cleaning. And so, But most people think that they have to get right before they come to church or get right before, they, before they, they, they accept the Lord. All you have to do is repent. Come on, of your sin, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that he's the son of God and, and he was crucified and God raised him from the dead. That is all you have, believing and confessing. And you come to him as you are. So don't allow condemnation. Some of you are dealing with condemnation. Some of you are dealing uh, with it on a very serious level. And it's kept you from fulfilling the plan of God for your life. If you're here right now, it means that there's a purpose for you. God has has, has designed a, a specific plan for your life to do incredible things. And maybe you can't see it. But I'm telling you, if you look past that condemnation and that guilt and look to the cross and the power of the cross amen come on you'll you'll be thrusted into the plan of god and it's time no more no more you don't want to go year after year sit here next easter at the same place you are right now it's time for new territory new places amen come on a new understanding of who god is a, a new a stronger relationship with him that you would develop in the plan of god you know, Joyce Meyer, uh, she says, uh, you know, going around the same mountain year after year. No, no more going around the same mountain year after year. Come on, new scenery. It's t- some of you need some new scenery in your life. Not the same old, same old, problem after problem. Come on, there's power to overcome every problem the devil throws your way. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, pastor. Yeah, but the Lord delivers you from them all. And the Bible says that the path of the just, the righteous person, you're righteous if you've accepted Jesus. It's not based upon what you've done and you haven't done. If you've accepted Jesus, the Bible calls you righteous. And because you're righteous, the Bible says that the path gets, becomes brighter and brighter, meaning it gets better and better. I, you know, people say, serving God is so hard. It's so hard to serve the Lord. You know? No, it's not the way. The sinner is hard, the Bible says. Come on, you go do heroin, cheat on your wife, steal money, and you see how hard your life becomes. Right? But the Bible says that when you serve God and make decisions according to his word, more life and more life and more life comes your way. Life in every area. Life in every area. And that's what the resurrection is all about. Resurrection, resurrection life. And, and I, I feel in my heart that we're going we're to pray for people at the end, lay hands on people, that God wants to resurrect some situations. He, he wants to take something that looks dead. Maybe your marriage looks dead. He wants to resurrect it. Come on, maybe your health. Maybe you're failing in your health and your body is failing. God wants to resurrect your health. Come on, maybe your mental health is failing. God wants to resurrect your mental health. Come on, may, may, maybe your, whatever, what, relationship with your children, whatever it is, God wants to resurrect some things here tonight. I really sensed that in my heart as I was praying, um, even this morning. He said, I want you to lay hands on people. And so at some point, I'm going to have you come up if you want to be prayed for and we're going to believe God to resurrect whatever looks like uh whatever is dead in your life that you want to see come back to life amen that's what this weekend's all about God says I want to show myself strong that's what I felt in my spirit he said I want to show myself strong to my people and that's you guys you guys are here right and you guys came to church this morning Uh, so give yourself a round of applause you made it to church come on you could have been anywhere you could have done anything but you decided to come to the house of God Go to 1 Corinthians, chapter 15, verses 1 through 4. How many brought your Bibles to church? I want to encourage you to bring your word, bring your Bible. I mean, if you have a tablet, that's cool, but, but nothing like having your word. Right, if you're a student of the Word, I mean, if you want to grow in the Word, if you want to develop, you need to be a student of the Word. And this is your textbook. If you're in college or you're in university, right, and, and, and you go to, to class, you, there's a textbook. And so this is your textbook right here. Come on, this is where the instruction comes from. This is where life comes from. And, and this is your sword, right? I use the analogy, uh, you know, you, you, when I was in the Marine Corps, I, they taught me how to use the rifle, the M16, take it apart, put it back together. I knew exactly what to do when it jammed. You need to know what to do with the Word of God. You need to be skilled in the word of righteousness the bible calls it and so the problem is most people are unskilled with this word they they suffer because of ignorance they have no idea what the word has to say regarding their situation but 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 if you'll get in this word and feed your spirit the bible says a strong spirit will sustain a man in times of trouble trouble comes but people aren't strong in their spirit so they get tossed to and fro Right. They just whatever happens, they, they, they're led by their feelings. They're led by what what they see and what they feel. But you're called to be led by what you believe. That's called faith. You're called to walk by faith and fight the good fight of faith. Fighting the good fight of faith is holding on to what you believe, regardless of what you see, regardless of what you feel, regardless of what's being told to you in the natural. I don't go by that. This will turn the natural. The natural bends to this. Amen, say amen to that New Presbyterian Church, right? The natural has to bend to the supernatural. And so, you know, but it's up to you to get acquainted with this word and to develop in this word. And some of you maybe are just starting out and that's okay. where everybody at one point just starting out. And so I would suggest to get a a new King James. Right. It may be a little easier to read than the old English and the King James and uh, New Living Translation is a decent one. And so where where you can read it and understand it. And I asked uh, Joyce Meyer personally, I got to ask her personally, where would you suggest a new believer start? And she said in the epistles. Uh, that's Paul's letters to the churches, right? You can even start in Acts, Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, you know, Philippians, Colossians, all those letters to the churches uh, really describe how to become, a uh, how to be a Christian. It, it talks about doctrine, um, a correction, and so you really get an insight into to what it, it's like to be a Christian. It, it's where, where we get our doctrine from, and so I would highly suggest reading systematically not just opening your Bible one day read here and then read over here another day and then read here one day I used to do that but I, I no continuity no anything it's just kind of random no start one place and go forward right so it's so, so you can see what it's like and, and read through it and see the context of what you're reading very important so 1st uh, Corinthians right is that why I told you to turn 1st Corinthians chapter 15 uh, verses 1 through 4 brothers and sisters Yeah, 51 through 4. Brothers and sisters, I'm making known to you the good news. Somebody say the good news. news. Which I already told you, which you received, and on which your faith is based. In addition, you're saved by this good news if you hold on to the doctrine I taught you. Unless you believed it without thinking it over. Verse 3, I passed on to you the most important points of doctrine that I had received. Christ died to take away our sins as the scripture predicted. He was placed in a tomb, he was brought back to life. Somebody say back to life. Back to life. On the 3rd day as the scripture predicted. The title of my message is from death to life. Right? And that's what I sent to my heart there are some things today that God is going to resurrect in your life. Things that 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 have been dead maybe for a little while, maybe for a long time. It does not matter. Uh, and so today, uh, I'm excited to see some things turn in your life, and we're going to see testimony after testimony after testimony of breakthrough and turnaround, because that's the will of God. The will of God is for you to live in victory. Say amen to that. For you to live in victory. There are challenges, and there, there, there are things that come our way, but Jesus didn't just die for you to go to heaven. And we're going to see that. Jesus, and, th- and if he'd stopped there, that would have been enough. Thank God. I, we would have all held on until Jesus comes. That's fine. We're, eternal life is very important. It's the, our life here on earth is but a vapor, the Bible calls it. But no, Jesus didn't just come for you to just go to heaven. And so we're going to see that in Romans 8. Go to Romans 8. Today we celebrate the resurrection and his life in us. Amen his life in us Romans 8:11 says the spirit of god who raised jesus from the dead lives in you lives in you and just as god raised christ from the dead he will give life to your mortal bodies By the same spirit living within you. So the revelation must come. You must understand this. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead. That's the most powerful force on planet Earth. More powerful than any atomic nuclear bomb. The, 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 The strongest power on planet Earth is resurrection power. And it lives on the inside of you and I. Come on, I know that. Come on, come on. I know it's kind of hard to get that through through our minds, but we don't go by this. Come on. In your spirit, let this resonate in your spirit. Resurrection power lives on the inside of me. And the Bible says it'll quicken my mortal body. So it, it'll strengthen this flesh. Anything that, that that is coming against me, I have power on the inside that I can tap into to overcome. Amen overcoming power lives on the inside of you you're no longer a victim you now become a victor anything that Jesus overcame on the cross you now have the power to overcome in this world come on, you, sin can no longer dominate you addiction can no longer dominate you old habits can no longer dominate you amen you're not called to, to just get by you're called to dominate every thought come on that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ anything that uh, goes against this word you have the ability to overcome Anything that exalts itself against this word, I said, you have the ability to overcome. Amen. Amen. You have to see yourself as someone who overcomes. And if you're not there yet, then you need to get this on the inside of you. Meditate until you see victory on the inside. Until you see yourself, come on, winning, winning in life. Amen. I'm not talking about a, 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 a a success scheme. This is the power of God I'm talking about. Amen. Resurrection power lives on the inside of us. Second Corinthians five seventeen. We know this scripture, but this is a fundamental scripture. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, say I'm in Christ. I'm in Christ. He's a new creature. Say I'm a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Listen to me. Old things are passed away. Come on. All things become new. That means. You're no longer claiming generational curses. Come on, you are now in Christ. You're now a a, a part of his bloodline. So it doesn't matter what your bloodline brings, what curse your bloodline brings. When you're now part of the bloodline of a champion, amen. Come on, healing belongs to you. Strength belongs to you. Peace belongs to you. Prosperity belongs to you. Amen. Amen you no longer, well, I'm Irish and, you know, we drink a lot, or I'm Colombian and we do this, or, or I'm I'm Italian and my temper is so-and-so. No, I don't identify with that, I, I, and, and I don't identify with my environment, environmental determinism, they call it. Well, because I was born here, I'm destined to be this way. Baloney, 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 baloney. I'm born again, so I'm destined to rule and reign as a king, come on, in Christ Jesus. I no longer identify, I'm Joe from New York. No, 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 no. I'm I'm Jove, born again, amen, in Christ, a new man. Glory to God. I'm no longer tied to that old way of doing things. So people, oh, my generational curses are really coming after me. No, 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 stop talking like that. I know there's a lot of teaching on that, but that's baloney. I'm telling you right now, it's baloney. Yeah, yeah, if you're not in Christ, yes, you are subject to generational curses. You absolutely are. You know, when they go, I go to the doctor, which I haven't been doing years, but I go to the doctor, and they, and, and I, and they, you know, they ask you uh, uh, and to do a physical, and they say, well, do you, you have any heart problems in your family, and you have any of this? And they, they're looking in the natural, and yeah, in the natural, that's true, but I'm not subject to that natural law, right? I'm subject to a higher law. That law is still in existence. It's like the law of gravity. When I'm in a plane, uh, I'm using the law of thrust and lift that's superseding the law of gravity. That doesn't mean that gravity has stopped to exist, right? If I jump off a building, I'm dropping, right? But I'm using a higher law. So say, uh, right now when you're in Christ, you are operating at a higher level, a, a, a law that that, that, oh, that is stronger and more powerful than this natural law. Come on, amen. <clears throat> and so... Uh, uh, that, that this scripture right here, 2 Corinthians five seventeen. get this in your spirit. Let this become so real to you that you are now a new man in Christ. All things are passed away. Behold, all things, all things become new. All things. Somebody say all things. Well, well, Pastor, I've been dealing with this for 20 years. You don't understand. No, no, all things. All things. Can somebody get me a towel, please? I don't know, like T.D. Jakes will be up here. praise the lord hallelujah (laughs) that's what i feel like doing the brothers praise god (laughs) praise god so no more generational curses no more genetic determinism no more environmental determinism new creature in christ go to romans chapter 8 Romans chapter 8. I want to. <laughs> Romans chapter 8, verse 1 and 2. Mention this, but I want you to see it. There is now no condemnation to those that are in Christ who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life. Come on, the Spirit of life. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death, like I said, still exists, but it no longer has any effect or dominance over you once you come in Christ right so condemnation guilt shame right they still work in this world they're still operating in this world Uh, and but if you're in Christ it can no longer latch on to you now once you start to back off of that revelation it'll overtake you you have to stay because the Bible says be transformed by the renewing of your mind it's a continual process and once you stop going down that journey and stop renewing your mind come on the enemy starts to work your mind your natural mind starts to work and you and and you'll always go Backwards. If you just do nothing, you go backwards. You must always keep your foot on the gas and continually renew your mind to transform your life. Transforming your life is not an event. It's a process. Well, pastor, I've already transformed my life. No baloney. You got to continue doing it right? Continually growing in this revelation. You you don't grow in righteousness. You are as righteous as you're ever going to be, but you can grow in the revelation of righteousness and the understanding of who you are in Christ. You can grow in that area by feeding on these things, by putting it on the inside, right? Faith comes by hearing and hearing of the Word of God. Faith is believing god's word that, that's what faith really is faith. I believe by faith that this word is true and that faith becomes stronger when I feed myself this word when I, when I get it in my eyes when I, when I go to church, when I get under the anointing that's why my wife and I were pastors, but you'll find us at meetings under the anointing. Getting our spirits fed. We spend thousands every year to fly to conferences where the Lord has us connected to, to sit, even to serve, to, to, to feed our spirits, right? And so you must do the same thing. You must keep your foot on the gas if you want to see victory in your life. The enemy doesn't take a day off. Come on, the enemy does not take a day off, and he he is very persistent, and he's very cunning, and he's very patient. And so, the moment you think, "Oh, I got myself all together, I'm good," I, I don't really need to do what I used to do. Boom! That's when you end up on your rear end most of the time. You, the Bible says, "Be sober and be vigilant." Be sober and vigilant, on guard, watching. Not that you're spooky and there's a devil behind every corner. No, 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 no. But, but, but you're on guard knowing that you have an enemy that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That's what his sole purpose is, to take you out. And so you need to make sure that, you, you know, you're, you're ready to go. You know, when I was in the military, if you're at war and you fall asleep on your watch, man, that's a big offense. I mean, you, you could do heavy jail time in time of war. And even back in the day, they'd kill you for it falling asleep on when you're supposed to be on guard because the enemy creeping same thing the enemy will wait for you to fall asleep and then creep in anytime I hear somebody say oh pastor I'm good I've, I've overcome that I, I don't need I don't you know I don't need to, to, to keep you know uh, strengthening myself in that area red flags goes up I'm not stupid. I come out of drugs. I'm never past that. I, I, I mean, I, I've overcome and, 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 and that no longer has uh, any, any effect on me. But the moment I decide to, to let my guard down and to start hanging around certain people and doing certain things and looking at certain things, man, I'm as susceptible, susceptible as anybody else. Come on. Amen. Your flesh cannot be trusted. Your flesh is rotten. Your flesh is cunning. Your flesh cannot be trusted. Come on. And so you got to be on guard with these things. John, uh, John chapter three. Let's go there. John chapter three, verse fourteen and sixteen. Don't mind me. I'm just putting the air conditioner up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right with you. (laughs) All right. Sanctuary. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom. Boom. All right. (laughs) Hope you brought your blankies. (laughs) John chapter 3, verse 14. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of God be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So, so everlasting life, twofold, right? Uh, number one, meaning we'll live forever, everlasting life. We'll live forever in eternity with him, right? That's the promise. When you receive Jesus, you'll, you'll live, you're going to live forever either way. You either, it's either going to be heaven or hell, right? And so when you accept Jesus, you have everlasting life in heaven. All right, that's one. But the second meaning is the quality of life that you're going to live here on earth. And that word "everlasting life," uh, that word "life" in the Greek is 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 zoe, zoe life, and and that word zoe life means the God kind of life, and that God kind of life is so powerful. Um, it means the rich, abundant, divine nature of God, his fullness of love, joy, power, and ability. And we see in John 10:10, 10, T.L. 10, Osborne called this the gospel in one verse. The thief comes except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you may have life, and that they may have it and that they may have it more abundantly. So Jesus came that you may live an abundant life. I like one version in the Amplified It says, uh, I came that they may have and enjoy life. This has to do with life here on earth. Come on, here, right now, uh, your day-to-day life. Uh, He said that they may enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Somebody say, till it overflows. The GWT, which is the God's Word translation, says it this way. But I came so that my sheep will have life and so that they will have everything they need. And the message, my favorite, I came so that they can have real and eternal life, more and better life, more and better life than they've ever dreamed of. (laughs) Jesus came that you may have a life better than you ever dreamed of. And I tell you right now, I'm living right now a life better than I ever dreamed about. Come on, amen. When I was stuck in my my mess, when I was in bondage, I couldn't see past tomorrow. I, I was so depressed, so hopeless, no nothing. I had no hope for the future. I wanted to kill myself, and I tried three times. One time, I was so un, I, I took so many pills. They found me unconscious. They rushed me to the ICU. They told my mom, "He's not going to make it." Uh, I had tubes all in me. I just got to a place. And that's that's what the enemy comes to do—to kill steal and destroy and so I allowed him and I allowed my decisions to take me down that path of despair I could never in a million years ever in a million years see the life that I'm living now I I couldn't even dream I couldn't even it was just I can't even process I can't even put it into words some of you may be in a spot right now that you can't see past tomorrow you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel but I'm telling you right now Jesus came that you may have a life better better than you ever dreamed of Better than you ever dreamed of, and I'm not talking about you sitting on the beach and somebody fanning you and bringing you, <laughs> bringing you mocktails and you know. I'm talking about a life full of peace, a life full of the joy of God, a a life full of of, of healthy relationships, and a life uh, worth living with a purpose and and going after the plan of God and helping people and and being a blessing and and being a distribution center for the kingdom of God and, man, God using you to do mighty things in the kingdom. Amen. I'm talking about a whole well put together life as the Bible calls it. That's the life that Jesus came uh, for you to have. Amen. The whole purpose, him going to the cross, Zoe life, that you would have eternal life, but also that your life here on this earth would be a victorious one. Amen. A victorious one. The Zoe life, God kind of life. He desires for us to have a life that's overflowing, overflowing life. I declare overflowing life for you and for your family. Overflowing more than enough. Overflowing in peace. Overflowing in joy. Overflowing in prosperity. That you would lack no good or beneficial thing. That you would have more than enough. That you would operate according to the will of God. That you're led of his spirit and the voice of a stranger. You shall never follow in Jesus' mighty name. That's you shout aloud, Amen. Praise God, you know. And part of this life is being led by the Spirit, man, knowing knowing what to do and when to do it in every single situation. Having the voice of God come on on the inside. Uh, I forget who it was, but I think it was uh, Pastor Mark may have said this. He, uh, he's, oh, Keith Moore. He said, "If I, well, I, as a young man, he was convinced if he could hear the voice of God, he would have it made." I mean, know we can hear the voice of God. I mean, know we have it made. We, you can hear the voice of God. And that's something we teach on here, right? Being led by the Spirit, that's all part of that package, the Zoe life. Being led by the Spirit, hearing that still small voice, it'll keep you sharp, it'll keep you out of trouble. It'll show you where to go, where not to go, where to move, where not to move, where to work, where not to work. All of these things, come on, that, 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 that have to do with your life, God is concerned with it. God is concerned with every part of your life. And so a lot of us don't like to bother God. Oh well, no, no, you need to be petitioning and checking in with headquarters uh, at every turn. Because the time we're living in, come on, we're living in, in, in a fallen world in the last of the last days. You can't afford to just be out there doing what you want to be doing. Being led by this. This right here. The Bible says that those that are led by the, the spirit uh, right, leads to life and peace. But those that are led by the flesh, meaning the natural mind, it leads to death and destruction. The, your natural mind will always lead you to death and destruction. Being led by that. And so you don't want to go down that path. You want to cultivate that life of God on the inside of you. Amen. So this is how we should be living. Say this out loud. Say, the life of God is in me. The life of God is in me. I live in a state of victory. In, a state of victory. in Jesus' name. And that's the life of a believer. Come on, a life of victory, continual victory. Bible says victory to victory, glory to glory, the overcomer's life. You have to see yourself that way uh, as someone who, 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 who always overcomes no matter what is thrown their way. Right? You, you're strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. His mighty hand. There are more for you than those that are against you. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Amen. These are the things that you need to stir yourself up with and, and, and let it become so real to you on the inside. Instead of becoming a prayer project, you'll be a prayer warrior. Ain't nothing wrong with needing prayer, but, but if, if you're this year after year after year after year and you're always the one needing prayer, and nothing wrong with agreement, but you need to be the one people think of, come on, when they need help. Amen. You need to be the one. I got people that, man, I know that that if something goes down, I'm calling them and I know they're full of faith, they're ready to go. And there are people that I'll go nowhere near. Right? Might be you. No, No, we got strong people in here. Strong people in here. And that's what this is all about developing. This church, I'm telling you, the Lord, uh, if we're not developing in here, I'll shut this whole thing down. The whole purpose of this church is to see people develop, grow in their faith. Come on, go after the things of God. And and so we need all hands on deck. You must develop. If we're going to see the vision of this church fulfilled, we need you. We need you to develop. We need you to take this seriously. This is a big thing that God has called us to do. And everybody is needed. Say, I'm needed. needed. My gifts are needed. needed. My talent is needed. My My calling is needed. I'm valuable. You need to see yourself that way. And we're going to see pastors launched from this place, evangelists launched from this place, missionaries launched from this place, business people uh, launched from this place. I'm talking about business people whose sole purpose is to fund the end time harvest. Who say, you know what, I'm going to generate wealth for the kingdom. God's going to give me the power to get wealth, and I'm going to generate it for the kingdom. And so God is doing some incredible things here, and I believe you're a major part of what he's doing here. And you need to see yourself that way. Amen. All right, let me wrap up with this scripture, and then I'm going to pray for you. Ephesians chapter 2. Verses 4 to 10. But God is rich in mercy because of his great love for us. We were dead because of our failures, but he made us alive together with Christ. It's God's kindness that saved you. God has brought us back to life together with Christ Jesus and has given us a position in heaven with him. He did this through Christ Jesus out of his generosity to us in order to show his extremely rich kindness to the, uh, in the world to come. Verse 8, God saved you through faith as an act of kindness. You had nothing to do with it. Being saved is a gift from God. It's not the result of anything you've done, so no one can brag about it. Verse 10, God has made us what we are. He has created us in Christ Jesus to live uh, in Christ Jesus, to live lives filled with good works that he has promised for us to do. Hey, this is Pastor Joe. And before you go, I wanna pray with you to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. This is your opportunity to be 100% sure that heaven will be your eternal home. It's very simple. Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So if you mean business with God, he means business with you. I want you to pray this very simple but powerful prayer and mean it with all your heart. Repeat this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. I believe that you were crucified and God raised you from the dead. I believe that you are the Son of God. I repent of all my sin and I ask for your forgiveness. I give you my life. Do something with it. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to the family of God. The Bible says all the angels in heaven are rejoicing because you just prayed that prayer. The next step is to find a good, strong local church. If you live anywhere near Lancaster, Pennsylvania? We invite you to join us at Life in Christ every Sunday at 10 a.m. We have some of the best people on planet Earth. We love you, God bless you, and have a wonderful day. listening to the Life in Christ Church podcast. Help us to continue to share the message of faith with those all over the world. Visit licchurch.com forward slash give to partner with us today.